0: On today's Family Vacationer, Danny's back and he's going to tell us all about his recent trip to the Grand Canyon. Episode 148 starts right now. Welcome to the Family Vacationer with Rob and, Danny. Rob and Danny, the go-to podcast for families on the move. Welcome friends, I'm Rob and this is episode 148 of the Family Vacationer. Now if you've been listening to the show in recent weeks, you've no doubt noticed that Danny hasn't been on the show. Well, today, Danny's back to fill us in on what's been going on in his life and about his recent trip to the Grand Canyon. Dan, welcome back, my friend.
1: Thank you, sir. It's good to be back, finally.
0: <laughs> so tell everybody what's been going on. You've, you've had some pretty big life moments going on lately.
1: Yeah, I have. I've uh, it's, it's been a pretty busy time in my life. The biggest thing that's been going on for the last several months is that my youngest daughter, Zoe, got married, and so, you know how wedding plans are and (laughs) uh and the the fun part was we got married on our church property which has absolutely no facilities whatsoever oh fun so we had to rent the tent the restrooms the whole thing so we started from the ground up and built a wedding so that took lots of time and uh there's a lot of tear down afterwards but i also started a an additional job people joke at how many jobs i have but Um, You know, for those of you who don't know, I'm a Spanish teacher also. And so I took on a new school as their virtual teacher. And so kind of my wife and I kind of felt like this is our retirement business that we're setting up. I do video lessons ahead of time and I build each day's class and they log on to my platform and they do their activities for the day. And of course I'm there to help them outside of their school hours and outside of my work hours. And uh, it's really cool. I got to go down, actually, we went to St. Simon's after the wedding, which is one of our favorite places. On the way back, I got to stop at the school and meet the kids in person. So they're just a a great bunch of kids. So I've been gone a little bit, took a little trip to the Grand Canyon, which I believe we're going to talk about.
0: What made you take a trip out to the Grand Canyon? You've been there before, correct?
1: Yeah, Zoe and I went a few years ago. But this is how it all came To be, um, I have to go back to 1989. Three days after I graduated from high school, I went into the Marines. So I left for boot camp. While I was there, I met a guy named Kevin. And Kevin went to boot camp later in life. He was 25 and would turn 26 after we graduated in September. And so he was older than us. We were all 18 right out of high school. Well, this year, Kevin is turning 60, or he Mm -hmm. was turning 60. So he called me up probably a year ago and he said I want to do something really big on oh, my 60th birthday I want you to come out and a group of us are going to hike the Grand Canyon on my 60th so that's how that's what started all this so that's what we did nice well so
0: if for those of you who haven't been to the Grand Canyon it is awe inspiring to say the least I, i've yep. talked with with you in the past dan about the first time i went with my wife and you know you you get into the the visitor center and then you kind of mm-hmm make that turn and it it's like the sky just opens up and there's the grand canyon and the look on her face as she saw that was really something special. So Mm -hmm. knowing this was your, not your first trip, what was the most breathtaking moment that you experienced this time at the grand
1: canyon? Well, it's, you know, even if you've been before, you're going to walk up to it and say, Whoa, this is incredible. So there was that, there's still that initial uh, appreciation for it. But I think on the hike, we, Uh, we went down to the bottom. We and for those of you that are familiar with it, we started on Bright Angels Angel Trail, the south entrance. And so we went down, we got down to the bottom of the hill, and we we had a decision. We could keep going another few miles down to the river, or we could turn around and go back. And we decided to go on down to the river. Hmm. And so once we get past that, you know, initial stopping point at the bottom of the hill, we went around a few curves and then all of a sudden. It you know, we were back in the in the depth of the canyon, but we're on some really short ledges. And so I think that was when I said, whoa, and uh, (laughs) I I had not seen this part of it up close. And so that was probably my most awe inspiring this time.
0: Well, I was going to ask if you did any adventurous activities, but I I can imagine that was pretty adventurous. How long did it take you guys? How long were you there in the Grand Canyon?
1: It was an all day thing because we decided this was not a race. It was a marathon. And me being the third oldest person there, uh, (laughs) we all wanted to take it easy. We had a couple of people in their 20s with us Mm. and they, you know, they were just ready to rock and roll, but we said, Hey, we're going to pace ourselves. So we were actually on the trail at 5am. Whoa. And yes. And it was 30 degrees. So we're just booking it down right angel and uh sun's starting to come up it's just beautiful but we we went down took us a few hours we got down to the bottom to that initial stopping point and there's some facilities there water and things like that and then we went on down to the river which took a good while longer we we spent probably an hour just hanging out at the river resting eating getting fueled up and then we were going to just turn around and go back so, the entire trip back was uphill. Oh, wow. yeah, so and we ended up getting back up to the top, probably that night, close to seven o'clock. And you know it you, our all of our watches were telling us we had done almost eighteen miles. Mm. so you were looking at almost nine miles uphill. Good grief. And, uh, like I said, we were pacing ourselves and my friend turning 60, you know, he said, Hey, let's just keep taking quick breaks. And then I would look up and I'd say, Hey, look, look at that point right up there. So we're going to get up. We're going to go to that point and then we're going to stop again. And so it was just little points like that. And I would try to be the motivator and say, all right, guys, let's, let's get right up there and then we'll stop. And then let's go to that point. And then it got to the point where I said, I, right, there's a tunnel up ahead we go through that tunnel. There's one more tunnel, and when we pass <laughs> that one. We're at the top. Oh my gosh! So I was just trying to put everything into perspective, you know. Yeah. Um, but but I got to tell you, man, I, we we were fine. It was tough. It was challenging, but we were okay until we got in the van and drove an hour from there to Flagstaff to spend the night. Right. And when you do something like that, and you get still, your body just freezes yeah. up. Yeah. So, we got, we got to the Hotel in Flagstaff, and we were literally having to pick our legs up and kind of move them out of the van oh, and stand there for a second because we literally just were not able to move. Yeah. So, I don't think I've been that sore ever, <laughs> not even in Marine boot camp. And, and in boot camp, you heard in muscles that you didn't know you had. Right, right. So, I, I don't think I've been that sore since then.
0: You know, I was going to ask about the breaks. For those of you in your 20s, this is not for you, but... The breaks are almost a mixed blessing, right? Because, like yeah. you're talking about, if you do take a break, you start to tighten up. Yeah, and to get going again, that's you know you need you need the rest, but it also has to be like a mixed blessing there because yeah. your body your body starts to tighten up if you're re- if you're not moving. Goodness.
1: Yeah, you have to you got to you got to keep going at the same time. You you can take a break, catch your breath, but then you got to keep going.
0: Yeah. So you just did jump, jumping jacks while you were.
1: Just no. stay loose. <laughs> I <laughs> took I took advantage of it. Stopped <laughs> for a second.
0: Well, again, for those who haven't been, can you and I know this is almost impossible, but I'm gonna ask you anyway. Can you describe the vista? Can you describe the landscape of the Grand Canyon?
1: Yeah. If now I've only been I've only been to the Grand Canyon from the south side. Right. Now the the north side is actually higher than the south side. It doesn't look like it, but you just you know, you're, you're just kind of looking over the top of the whole thing and the sun is hitting it. And it really is, you know, if you see pictures that, that gives you a good idea, but it really isn't, um, you, you can't really grab it until you're standing there. It's just amazing. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, so, you know, we've talked about this, you got, you flew into Phoenix, I'm assuming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, any idea what temperature it was when you flew into Phoenix?
1: Yes. Um, when we landed, I believe it was in the low 90s. Now, this was at the end of September. I landed September 28th. Okay. So, this was, it was in the low 90s.
0: And so, um, the difference between Phoenix and then you get to Flagstaff, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming it, the temperature was quite a bit lower there. It was, yeah. And then you get to the Grand Canyon where it can be even lower still. So, and you yes. said it was how cold when you started the hike?
1: It was around 30, 32 degrees. I think it was about 30.
0: Now, to a lot of people, that's shocking, the differences between... Arizona has so many, and we've talked about this when we, uh, I think, did an episode on Scottsdale. There's so yeah. many differences in temperature, and and not just temperature, but... There's so much differences between when you get into Phoenix and then drive to the Grand Canyon. Can you kind of talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, first of all, from two guys from Georgia, you know, <laughs> you, you and I understand that when it gets hot here, it it's pretty rough. Yeah. out there, you know, everybody knows the humidity is not even comparable. So it may be 92 degrees but it feels like low 80 yeah. or high 70 to me personally. Yeah. And so um, we we did, when we started the hike, it was 30. We were shedding clothes, you know, with zipping off. My pants would zip off into shorts. We were doing that stuff pretty quickly. yeah. And, and as the sun came up, obviously it's getting hotter, but also as you get further down into the canyon, it's warmer. Mm-hmm. It starts getting hotter down there. So when we got to the river, we turned around. We came back back to that same stopping point again, and we were resting for a while. There was a, a thermometer there that said around 105, I believe, and of course it didn't feel that way to us. Right. But uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a crazy thing. And then you get back to Flagstaff, and uh, it's night now. It's back in the 50s again. <laughs> so it it's just a it's, it's something you have to be prepared for if you're going to travel there. You got to know um, – <laughs> you got to look up your temperatures yeah. and also know the difference between night and day, different places. An hour can make a difference.
0: Yeah, for sure. Layers. Layers are the way to go.
1: That's it, yeah. So what did you think of Flagstaff? Flagstaff is great. It's a nice little town. Mm-hmm. Um, it. Uh, we, we weren't there a terribly long time. But we basically rolled in, spent the night – and left, but it's, it's a beautiful place. I'd like to go back and spend a little more time there.
0: Yeah. It's got a, it's got a quaint little downtown area. I like it a lot. So you you spent some time in Phoenix. What was the itinerary in Phoenix?
1: The first day was simply to gather our things, have some lunch and head to the grand Canyon, which we did and, uh, spent the night, did the hike the next day, went to Flagstaff got up that saturday from in flagstaff we drove back to phoenix and my best my friend out there his wife for his birthday had booked us a, a tickets to the diamondbacks game nice when they played the astros so the only thing is when they do things they do things right because she rented us one of those nice all you can eat sweets nice yes yeah so I felt like I was living the rich life for a night. But so we watched the game from a suite with every kind of food you can think of. And, uh, so that was, that was a lot of fun. And then headed back the next day. So it was kind of a short trip.
0: Oh, that was a short trip. Well, so, uh, for those who haven't experienced baseball in a suite, Mm -hmm. I've only done it with work, but once you do it that way, it's tough to go back to the regular seats where there's it not is. continuous food being brought out, right?
1: It is. I'm, I'm kind of thinking about, you know, I like might like to go to a Braves game sometime, but then I go, I don't know. The sweet life is <laughs> it's the way to go. I don't know if I want to sit in a hard chair the whole time. <laughs> right. Have
0: to yeah. walk to the concession stand. Daddy yeah, gummit. what's that all about? Jeez. <laughs> uh, well, with it being a short trip, you know I'm going to ask about food. Were there any, uh, did you eat at any good places on the trip?
1: Yeah, we did. When we got to uh, the Grand Canyon that night before the hike, there's a if you if you ever go to the Grand Canyon, you come in the south side. There's a little town there right outside before you go into the gates of the Grand Canyon, and there are some interesting things you can check out there. There are several hotels and there are some restaurants, and there was one that we decided to eat at that had good ratings, and it was called Big E. Hmm. steakhouse and you think well you know big e what i don't know by the name what kind of place is this but it had good ratings it was great yeah it was great they had all kinds of things like you know salmon um steaks you name it they had pasta and everybody loved their food so that might be a place you want to check out if you're outside there
0: and, and the sweet, what kind of food did you guys have? I know there was a bunch of it. There always is, but.
1: Yeah, there were nachos. There were sliders. Um, they had all kinds of salad. They had desserts. Um, we, we They actually had empanadas. Hmm. So, yeah. And that's, in my mind, that's a Chilean food because a friend of mine's from Chile and that's what they make. And they make them a certain way. Yeah. And they made them that way. That's how they made them. Nice. And so they were, I call them, I consider them Chilean empanadas. Empanadas. There we go. Um, there were a few other things that I'm not recalling right off the bat, but probably it hot dogs. On and on.
0: You got to have hot dogs if you're at a, at a you know baseball game. No,
1: no. But now that you mentioned it, yeah, they did have popcorn. It was just ah. unlimited flowing popcorn.
0: Yeah. Well, you talked a little bit about this, but how would you contrast Grand Canyon versus city vibe of of Phoenix? It's again, it's vastly different.
1: It is vastly different. Um, it, it's the city life in Phoenix, you know, obviously you've got to get used to the terrain because when we go to Atlanta, for example, it's just building, building, building streets, roads, highways, noise in Phoenix, you, you have a lot of, you know, the traffic, but, you're also looking out at these vast areas of just flat land. And then you've got these, you know, formations coming out of the ground. I call them anthills because <laughs> they look like giant anthills. But it, it's uh, I don't know, it's it's really beautiful. It, and and they seem to love decorate, you know, decorating the landscape in a certain way. It's all in patterns. They, they you know, you're on the expressway, and then on the side, they've got a big bank. And it's, it's uh, landscaped with designs. These, they almost look Aztec to me. Just different designs and southwestern look. It's really nice. So it's, it's beautiful terrain just to drive through it. Yeah.
0: Well, finally, any tips or recommendations for families that are planning a trip to the Grand Canyon and, and or Phoenix based on what you've experienced this last time? Layers we talked about
1: layers absolutely if you're going to the grand canyon i will tell you there are lots of options you can you can book a place inside the canyon they have lodges there but if you're going to do that do it early yeah do it way early now especially there's a place that you can hike down and go down bright angels trail go to the river go about another mile past that and there's a lodge down there you, you need to book that about a year out at least mm. if you're going to do that. But once you get up to the top of the canyon, there are places that you can book right there. There's a line of uh, buildings and, and lodges and things you can look at. If you want to go a more economical route, look right outside the south entrance. There's that little strip of hotels and businesses that I was talking about. Um, There's some good hotels. We actually stayed there in that little line of hotels, and we were very happy with the place that we stayed. It was really nice. So you probably won't pay quite as much as you would if you were staying in the Canyon. So I would say, do your research. What are you looking for? What's your budget and start early is the best thing.
0: Yeah. When we went the last time we stayed at the, there's a hotel that the railroad that goes into the Grand Canyon owns yep. and so we stayed there and took the uh, took the train in the next day that was that was mm-hmm. kind of a fun experience as well so multiple yeah. options if you want to explore the grand canyon from that side well cool okay. dan that sounds like a great trip welcome back
1: thank you good to be back if you're wanting
0: to plan your next family vacation call my dad he would love to help you as a certified travel agent, he never charges a fee to help you plan your vacation. Email him at rjones at and get started planning your family vacation today. Well, that is it for this week's show. Join us next week as we take a look at Brightline Trains in Florida. Till next time. Thank you for listening to The Family Vacationer. Make sure and subscribe to hear
1: more of Robin Danny. 18- plus.